Hey, everybody, it's Tuesday, December 6th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, today we're going to talk about starting pitching, and as luck would have it, the Rangers signed a starting pitcher just before we're going to start the show, so let's talk about it today on Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome, everybody, to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys this is YBK, your boy Kev, Kevin Lee, or Kevin Frazier. You can find me on socials at Kevin Lee Frazier. That's Instagram and Twitter. Uh, joining me is my co-host, a man with a beard that literally looks like it goes on for days. Uh, and a man who is very hungry uh, right now because he is on a juice fast. The 300-pound animal, also known as Bull. Bull, how you doing today, and uh, where can they find you on the uh, out in the wide world of social media? Well, I'm I'm doing okay so far. I haven't killed anyone just yet, or uh, um, lost it on my wife and caught a domestic case or anything like that. So I'm doing okay <laughs> so far. And I'm just kidding. I would never hit my wife. I would never oh, do Jesus. that. Oh Never. Way Good to start Lord. the show, man. That's Way how to start I the show. see. It's the juice fast. <laughs> It's the juice fast, and you know that happened right at the three sixteen mark. So let's just think about that at the as as far as on on the recording live. But, but if you want to catch up with me on Twitter at Manimal Bull, Instagram at Manimal three hundred. I forgot to work on twi- twi- TikTok today. Forgot to work on that today. But I'll I'll keep I'll keep processing it. I just don't understand what people like about it just yet. Just yet. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. And to explain my age on the, tw- on the TikTok thing, I will uh, let everybody know if you want to. You can friend me on Facebook, uh, Bull Pro. And, you know, like I say, I'll, I'll check those friend requests someday. <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, we should, we, should, we should take a poll or something. If they would ever like to see us do, like, one of these shows, like on a – on a YouTube or something like that on the, on the YouTube, uh, then they would see our faces. I would actually have to not be in the car, uh, for that. But I think we could probably make it happen like once, like what, once a month. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe that, so the technology might be a little more high pro tech than you, you think I can handle. Oh. I mean, I don't know. I'm oh. not exactly, I mean, uh, I gotta go get my alter Aaron pro to, to do this for me. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's our, that's our, that's our producer. The producer, um, I got to go to yeah. him whenever I need something done. So I can't, you know, uh, I barely can put this together. So as, we'll uh, see, we'll see on the YouTube thing. As the as the as our Hall of Fame colleague would say, Aaron. Ooh, Aaron. Ooh. Aaron. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm okay with it. We've <laughs> we've crossed that bridge. We've shot on each other enough with them shoot names. We've, uh, we, we go back and forth. I, I love mom. She, I wouldn't say anything bad about her on here for sure. Yeah, you would, you would not be serviced well. It might, it might shorten your lifespan given, given, given the circumstances and possibilities. But let's talk about some Texas Rangers baseball. A lot of cool news going on uh, with the Rangers. We almost kind of like, it seems like yesterday, uh, when we were talking about hoping that the Rangers would give us something to talk about today. And, and they did. Knowing that we were, yeah, they did. And knowing they knew they listened to the show. 
people that see why I'm big rotation. fan. Right, big big fan that we were talking rotation today, and all of a sudden we have some some pitching rotation talk rotation that this might mean that somebody on that forty man roster might have to be released. Ooh. Oh. Oh. It, it probably won't be him though. Let's not. Oh. We might not, we might not want to groan too much. We'll get our we'll get our oh. hopes way too high. It probably isn't going to be him. If I had to guess, if I had to guess, put it out there on the wire right now, I would think that they're going to try and slide AJ Alexi through. Um, oh, wow. I think they're going to try and slide him through waivers and see if that works. Um, wow, but you that's just AJ if I had Alexi. to guess. I mean, I don't know. I, Ooh, you know, I don't of, know. Instead that of Brad, he's had some. Well, yeah, no, I get it. I get what you're saying. I just think that uh, if there's a guy on the ro- ro- uh, roster that that could slide through right now, he's a guy that uh, he really struggled last year coming making the adjustment from the um, rotation to the bullpen, and he got up a couple of times, but wasn't it wasn't exactly used a whole lot. So I don't know exactly you know, what their idea is with him. And he may be, you know, I mean, unfortunately, good players are, are casualties of a 40-man roster cut every time. You know, I mean, every one of them is a good player, except when, you know, in the case right. where you've got $4 million locked up to one. And then you can't just, you just can't, you're way off the 40-man. Oh, God. Anyway. But we well, try. I love it. But so let's talk about but the, the as, with the Texas Rangers today. Go ahead. I wouldn't say yeah, I mean it's not a huge signing, but it's definitely starting pitching depth. I mean, uh, yeah. it's it's definitely we're not going to walk out of these winter meetings without five starting pitchers that we feel pretty comfortable with going into the regular season uh or at least the free agency, you know, as a whole. And like we were saying last night, there's a lot of pitchers on the market. There's a lot of guys that, you know, are are you going to take a chance on and, and those kind of things. And the guy that the Rangers kind of took that chance on today uh, is Anthony yeah. Heaney. Heaney. I think it's Heaney. Heaney. I, I, you know, it's hard. It's hard whenever you're just you're, – you're so used to saying things one way and then a, a ball player's got his name and it's completely different. But I'll right. get better at it as we – as we get to know him well, and we like, hear it like a little a, bit more on the. Well, it's like, uh, it's like, it's like, I, I thought it was pronounced Nate, but it's apparently it's pronounced Nathaniel. So who yeah, knew? but you, who knew? you know, my theory on that, if you try it, like if you, you can't go from Nate to Nathaniel, you can't lengthen your name. Like you're just Nate from, from now on for me. I've already, yeah. I've already, you know, so like if, if if Andrew Heaney comes in here and is like, I want to be called Andy, and then next year he's like, I'm gonna opt out if you don't call me Andrew, then you know, right. I mean, I don't like it. I don't like I don't like the way well, he's going. That that's why I I've never adopted Manimal because I've always known you as Bull, and it's so easy and so like just takes so little effort just to go Bull. Yeah, but and you like, know it, it feels a little weird. Like it's it feels a little weird when the kids call me Manimal. It yeah. feels weird, but the kids do. I mean, all the kids, none of them call me bull. All the all the young kids, the green kids, they all call me manimal. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird as hell. I mean, I, I can't really get used to it, but um, so, it, so it's much nicer about... on the road, though, than on, at home. <laughs> so let, let's talk about Heaney. 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 Yeah. Let's talk about this guy. 
high strikeout guy, uh, a little bit of a reclamation project, not not too much. He reminds me a little bit of kind of the uh, the signing with Lyles, that he's coming off kind of a hot, kind of his best year, kind of his best streak of his career. The only difference between him and Lyles, I think, is he's a little less durable and he's got a lot more strikeout potential. Um, but kind of the same situation. And the other good thing about this is this is not our best signing of the year. A lot of times these yeah, guys yeah, are like the, the best signing. You know? Well, and again, I mean, this is a – it's a club-friendly, pretty club-friendly deal. It's, I think I saw it was 2-27 and 27 or 2-24 and 24 or something like that. It's not a huge – not a huge deal. And just so everybody knows, like, it just kind of happened. I haven't seen a whole lot of uh, reports on it just yet because we've been doing the podcast. And and uh, as people don't know, uh, we already talked 30 minutes before we started doing the podcast. So, I, you know, I haven't checked the phone in a little while. So I don't really have the, the – but I know there's an opt-out after the first year. And, I mean, I could see it being incentive-based to – to where he, he makes the 27 off of incentives and not it be the base salary. And, uh, you know, I'm not 100% sure if he will stick in the rotation, but, I mean, his, his kind of his swing and miss stuff translates well to the bullpen. So, you know, I mean, he, he was one of the top five pitchers last year in the league getting swing and miss. I mean, a 13.6 strike to, strikeout for nine is a really good number. And I mean, he's he's a nine and a half for his career, so it's not like he doesn't get strikeouts in years that, you, you like last year, you know. So I mean, it, like he he's always had a pretty good number, and when he stays healthy, he's pretty he's pretty much a, a good strikeout left-handed strikeout pitcher. He's got a um, back foot slider to right-handed hitters, and uh, um, you know, and and he's got a lot of depth on that slider to lefties too. So he's just, I mean, he, he gets a lot of swing and miss, and he's a pretty good, uh, you know, he's a pretty good pitcher overall. I mean, I kind of think of him, and, you know, it's funny because I saw this today. Someone else had posted about this that he kind of reminds them of Robbie Ray as like a starter package. And, you know, that was somebody that I had compared him to uh, earlier talking to a friend about him is that he kind of has that, Robbie Ray mold, but he maybe doesn't have the ceiling that Robbie Ray has. But again, you know, you're taking you're taking a you know a shot on a one year, possibly a two year with them instead of giving him the six years. And you know, like that kind of lines up more with your lighters, rockers, raggins, um yeah. win. So it kind of like the one year, two year deal with him kind of lines up more for those guys. And I mean, I still wouldn't be shocked to see them get six years on a guy like Senga or a guy like uh, or um, um, Carlos Rodon. Rodon. I, I don't think there's an end in there. I want there to be an end in there Feels so like damn bad. Be. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I'm almost positive it's R O D O N, so it's Rodon. Um, yeah. But I've been saying it wrong for years now. However yeah. long he's been in the league, I've been saying it wrong that long. Um, and I just kind of recently caught myself like looking at it and I'm like, I'll be damned. There isn't an N in there, you know? <laughs> um, but he's kind of, you know, I, I still think that they're in on him. I mean, like I said, I haven't been on Twitter for a minute, but you know, and I haven't been watching the MLB because, uh, Illinois is playing, uh, uh, Texas tonight on the, M uh, on the college basketball. So I've got that paused right at the start, to, uh, right at the tip off. So as soon as we're done. 
podcasting, I can get in and watch that. But um, right, you said right at the tip. So right at the tip. So a lot of things to be excited about with this. With thing for me, um, I, I like it. I honestly think this is just another step in the right direction for the Rangers. And again, I just I can't help the guy that comes to mind that I think about that when I think of him. And again, it's not a comparison. It's just it's just a. a a guy kind of like this that, that I think maybe the Rangers could possibly have maybe some answers for this guy. But I think of how they worked with Martin with Martin Perez. I think about Brock Burke. I think about Matt Moore. And I just think about a guy like this, about the possibility of him, you know, maybe taking an extra step like some of these other guys have done over the last couple of years uh, and maybe being a kind of a diamond in the rough. I just like the stuff. I like the electric kind of thing. Uh, I like that he's a lefty. There's just a lot to like, and and frankly, well, I, I, I'm in a real wait and see, but I'm really excited about it. And one thing I kind of look at, and I've kind of looked at his career and how it's shaped up. I mean, he was one of those young pitchers for Anaheim that I mean, he was okay. You know, he's he's good. He's bad. He he had his he had his moments. He had moments where he wasn't good. He was pretty coveted um, at the trade deadline a couple of years ago. And uh, the Yankees kind of took a chance on him. And, you know, what? he's – I don't know. I mean, he kind of like – had like a gallo moment, you know? Like yeah. it just kind of wasn't good for him there. And he wasn't – I don't think he was bad. I don't think he was bad, but I don't think he was very good either. And um, the Dodgers gave him a contract last year on a one-year to kind of get right. And I think last year was really the first year that – He'd been, he got right. Yeah, he got right. Yeah, like I think that – but he had some injuries. Mm-hmm. And he had – I mean, like I said, 13.6, that's a big number. Yeah. Even even at 110 innings or whatever. Right. Uh, maybe it was 70 right. innings I, and 110 strikeouts. I mean, that's yeah. a big number. But I think about the bullpen and think about a guy like if a guy gets 70 innings and 117 strikeouts out of your bullpen – that's a stud. Yeah, so yeah, it's I like, agree. it's like, you know, it, it just, who knows? I think for me, it's just, I just hope he comes in with a flexible mindset. I hope this whole pitching staff, aside from the top dogs, the established guys that we know are 200 inning studs, like everybody needs to be flexible when they come in with the heart for winning and just do what the coach says, trust the process. And, and the more talent they have on this pitching staff, and, and I just think it's the sky could be the limit if they just keep bringing in talent. And then that talent is willing to work and willing to just be coachable. I think that there's a, there's a lot of that can be had with some of the guys because the more talent, and the not better. Only, and not only being coachable, but guys like Jake Odorizzi and uh, someone like that who's been in the big leagues for a long time, a lot of years right now. Maybe he's, he, he's one of those guys that works with the young kids as well as – coming here to pitch, not just coming here to pitch, but also coming here to work with the young kids and give them, uh, uh, you know, another ear to listen to of a guy that's been somewhat successful in the big leagues. Well, and then speaking of Odorizzi, um, our kind of topic for the day was going to be the starting rotation, which we've probably talked about more than we've talked about anything else, but it'll be the last of our kind of around the horn uh, going position to position, 
And I think it's a good, this is a good conversation to segue into just what we think this rotation looks like now. Um, and then like, I, I think after that, we're just kind of at a wait and see um, to see if the Rangers do anything else, but let's just pretend as of today that this is the rotation going into the, into 2023. And what does this, what does this starting rotation look like? Uh, Bull, what, 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 what's your one through five right now? Well, I would, I would definitely um, have, uh, Jake Degrom on top there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Uh, the 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 MLB nerds put out their number ten through number one pitchers today, and um, no surprise, Jake Degrom was number one. So um, you know uh, he's got to be the number one. They didn't bring him in here to do anything but be the number one. I mean, they gave him five five guaranteed years on a uh, when everybody all they talked about was. Injuries, 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 but at the same time, I mean, injuries do happen, but he kind of bunched them in a couple of years where I think, I think he's going to come back healthy. He's going to have a big year this year. He's going to, he's going to earn some of that money. And I think he kind of ends up, have, I, I think he's going to end up at least the five years. I think mm-hmm. those five years are going to end up being pretty good. And I think he's going to settle into being one of those top of the road or, uh, you know, ace every year, top guy up for the Cy Young the next five years, or not, maybe not the next five years, but four, four years for sure. And, and I mean, that fifth year, you know, fifth and sixth year, who knows what you're going to get from him. But I mean, at the end of the day, like that, that fifth year or that sixth year starts at 20 million. So, you know, I mean, if it gets to 37 million, that means that he's done a lot of really good things at this at this uh, point in his career for, for Texas, because uh, I mean, you know, there's $17 million in incentives on that sixth year. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I'll, I'll just comment real quickly. And I agree. Number one, uh, number one starter, Jake DeGrom. If he comes through those five years averaging around a three earned run average and gets us anywhere between 170, 100, I'll say 160 to 175 innings average per year on the, on on that contract and really delivers in the playoffs, he's, he's worth $300 million. Yeah. Yeah. $400 I mean, million. Dollars. Yeah. He's worth like, worth like, no, there's hard to even put a price tag on it. Uh, if he, if he can just be consistent through that contract, who you got for number two? Um, I think number two is probably right. As, as of right now, Martin Perez, just because of the season he had last year. Um, not because I think he's a two, um, or that I think he's better than John Gray or anything like that. I think that just, you know, I think he had a season good enough last year to to de- deserve being that second pitcher in the lineup or in the rotation. And now, again, that's only if things stand as they are. There's no reason, like, why, why we should – why we can't talk about somebody else in this position a week from here from now. Right. Um, right. But, but as of now, but as of right now, two. yeah, I think Perez and you know, Hey, Perez, maybe he turned that corner that we've been all waiting for him to turn since 2000 and what 12. <laughs> I mean, like he came up in this system and he was what I thought he was going to be what he was last year, four years ago. I thought after he had the Tommy John, he comes back in 2015 from the t- from the Tommy John surgery. I really, really thought that it was going to be 
2017, he was going to kind of take over as being the guy for the Rangers. And, and it just didn't happen. And, and, uh, you know, I think that really, uh, put a damper like we always talk about in 2017 when the Rangers kind of just put a, a lid on it. I think that, uh, you know, Martin Perez, another one of those guys that, that regressed a little bit after having a pretty decent 16 coming back from Tommy John or his first full year back from Tommy John. So I don't, you know, I don't know. And again, like we talked about, you know, pitching a lot of innings coming back from Tommy John, that may have been a case too. That may have been something, you know, where he threw too many innings in 15 and 16 and 17 kind of started turning into a disaster and then everybody couldn't be, couldn't wait to get rid of him by the time he left. Right. Well, I mean, but the cool part is, is he came in last year and literally was a Cy Young level pitcher. Probably he didn't win the award, but he was on everybody's radar. It was the Rangers top pitcher was their top player. Really. Uh, if you really want to just be perfectly honest about it. Um, and he so, quadrupled his value on the market last year. Right. Love it. Love that he got the money because I love seeing guys that work for it get paid. And I love that he's betting on himself this year. Because if he has another year like that this year, uh, he's he's going to get some gonna, cash. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get a three-year, four-year deal at 31. I mean, he's not, a, he's not an old guy. I mean, I think this will be his 31 or 32 season. So it's not yeah. like he's just this old guy that's, you know, like, always hanging on trying to get those as much money as possible. No, I think, I mean, I think if he can continue to locate the way he did last year and, and um, continue to work that cutter in and develop it a little bit more this year, I think there's no reason why Martin Perez can't make a lot of money in the big leagues over the next five years. And, yeah, I mean, and, and it may not be with the Rangers and that's okay, but he got himself back together with the Rangers and we kind of got to watch it happen. Right. And, and I agree. I, I'd love to see that happen. Uh, all right, number three, I think we both probably I, – I agree with number two as well. Uh, Martin Perez should be our number two pitcher going in if we if the season started tomorrow. Number three, I think you already mentioned him, and I think John we both Gray. agree. Yeah, yes, John, John Gray. Gray. I mean, and he could be the two. I mean, he mm-hmm. may pitch the – like he may pitch that second game of the season. Who knows? You know, yeah. I mean, they, they went out and they spent some money on John Gray uh, last offseason. And I mean, he kind of fit with the where they were feeling like they were going to be down the road, where you're going to get 32, 33, and 34 with John Gray as as him being kind of in that uh, his prime with the time where the Rangers are kind of lined up to win. And I know that there's, I mean, I don't know that, that there's a ton of pressure to win this year, but. I don't think – I think there's a lot of people that underestimate what the Rangers have done over the course of the last four or five years between getting the right prospects in here, drafting a little bit better, you know, and we'll see if that – you know, we'll see if that comes to fruition. But I feel like the drafts the last several years have been a lot better than they were in the uh, in the mid-2010s before – I mean, like 2010, 11, 12, 13, those drafts weren't exactly great. I didn't right, think right. I didn't think they did, and, and, and none of it has really come to the big leagues. You know, none of it's really been like a. They they don't have one star from that time frame. You know, right, right. So John Gray agree, and I I think maybe some of his injury stuff that he had last year. Uh, chances are, you know, if the Rangers are, if the Rangers are winning, they're they're contending. They're probably they're probably not nearly as careful, and you probably might see him pitching a little more. I don't know the details of all the injuries or whatnot, but. 
irrelevantly. So I bet we see 150 innings out of John Gray this year. I would say, yeah, I think he's going to probably be somewhere in between 150 and 200. I think he's going to have – last year, I mean, the injuries that he had, I think he had a blister. One of them was a blister, and he might have had a – maybe it was a knee problem or something like that that he was he was having trouble pushing off on so i yeah. I, I i don't think that he and again i could be you know i'm i'm going off of thinking off the top of my head so it could be wrong but um but i i want to say that it was that there was nothing very serious nothing that like leads you to believe that he'll have trouble this year getting back in the rotation. And, and I mean, he worked his way back at the end of the year last year. So there's no reason to believe he won't be healthy going into spring. Right. And so, all right, now it's going to get interesting. Um, who you got for number four? Well, I, I think uh, Andrew Heaney is probably number four right now. I think he's probably the number four starter for this thing. I mean, uh, and that could change again. And and hey, if they add a couple of starting pitchers and Andrew Haney or Heaney ends up in the uh, bullpen, I'm not upset about that either because then you've got a spot starter, you've got a guy that can get you multiple innings out of the bullpen, and you've got a guy in the bullpen that gets a lot of swing and miss. Right, right. If 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 Heaney, if we have so much pitching that he ends up in the bullpen, I'm going and pulling a Steve Austin for everybody, and I'm saying. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, so, no, definitely, definitely. And so that that would be exciting. Uh, for me, I, I honestly think the next two guys would probably be interchangeable. Uh, but I'm gonna go with the same thing. I, I think they signed him to start, uh, and I think like what we were saying. I think we said it off air. We might have not. I can't remember anymore whether we said it on there or not. But I think he's also like an insurance policy in case maybe they the, things don't go well and. They don't get the guys they want. At least they got a guy here that they maybe feel like they can make some make some adjustments maybe with him like they did with Perez, like they did with Minor, like they did with Lynn, like they did with some of these veteran guys that yeah, come in no, and definitely. their careers around. You no, got to think that I, I they can, they're having the hopes for that. So I, I, lo- I like the idea um, of, of him as the number and I'm I'm going to play spoiler here. It's your number five, Odorizzi. Yeah, so yeah, my my number five is Oda Rizzi right at this moment. Um, I don't believe that there's any reason why one of those guys like uh, um, Glenn Otto or uh, um, Dane Dunning can't. Well, Dane Dunning probably won't win the job out of camp. I think he had some hip surgery that's gonna that's gonna set him back a little bit, but okay. um, um, he's definitely. He's definitely, uh, um, I would say right now, it's Oda Rizzi's job to lose or uh, with no additions to the starting rotation. But I definitely think that if they add another starting pitcher that he probably isn't going to be um, in the rotation, I think Heaney will probably stay in the rotation over him. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so I think we're all in agreement there. So – in this day and age, I, I really think very rarely do you only just have five guys uh, that just start all. <laughs> oh, never anymore, never. Door, and I have a naked, I have a naked, chunky son uh, staring at me, and my wife and my dog, 
And uh, obviously, you were not around to watch the uh, glory days of Tommaso Ciampa at um, NXT, but we watched him a lot at my house. And when he came back from his injury, he used to call him. He he was they they chanted "Daddy's home," and so my wife told me that once oh, nice. you have a baby, every time you come home, we're gonna chant "Daddy's home." So I was oh, getting wow. the "Daddy's home" so- and like pumping my fists in the air. Uh, so, so yeah, that all just went nice. down, guys. Nice, it all, it, all went down. <laughs> it's all better with a baby. It, everything makes everything better. Everything's okay, better okay. with a baby. Back, so your number the, five is you. You differ from me here. No, no, no. I don't. What I'm saying is, is that I don't believe any real major league team have guys that start indefinitely. It seems like the guys at the back end of the rotation, the four and five guys, a lot of times will miss starts here and there so that they can put a sixth starter, especially early in the season. And I think the Rangers are probably going to have a little bit of that too, where they're going to have that kind of like rotating starter door. um, And and we can call it quote unquote, the sixth starter. And I think you're probably looking at like them having, like leaving that door open for some of these younger players to have the opportunity to pitch their way into the rotation uh, by giving them starts here and there. So my question is, who is the sixth starter, you know, and who, who, who might these, these, I think I'm thinking about two or three guys here that might be talking about getting spot starts here and there. Who do you think those guys are going to be? I probably think the first one is going to be Spencer Howard. I still think I still think they there's a lot that they'd like him. I think that they're not willing to give up on a guy that they spent money on, or I mean that they spent you know that they got they gave up Hans Kraus for him. So I still think they want to see him make some starts. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think that he's probably going to focus more on the bullpen and be a bullpen hand. But I think that he could be that guy, that first guy. And probably Glenn Otto. Those are probably the first two. Um, but, you know, again, those guys might not be on the 40 man here, you know, I mean, in the next couple of hours. So I, I'm, I'm sure they will be, but I mean, you know, uh, they, they might. I don't know. I, I, Cole Raggins is another one that comes to mind, and Cole Wynn as well. So those, those four guys, um, they're going to compete for the opportunity to make starts in the big leagues this year. You know, and I also like the thought of that position kind of being open for, you know, as the season rolls along, the possibility of bringing up a bringing up a Cole win or some of these guys that we're you know possibly wanting to see uh, get their kind of their major league debut. Why not bring them up for a spot start here and there uh, just well, to get there? It'll, it'll probably definitely be a guy that's on the forty man. It isn't going to be lighter just yet. It's, yeah. pro- it's probably going to be. I mean, the forty man guys are going to get an opportunity first. So if that's that's um, you know, when um, Owen White, and, yes, uh, you know, so those are the guys that are probably going to get the Spencer Howard, Glenn Otto. Yep. Those are the guys that are probably going to get those opportunities first. Um, but I don't know, you know, I don't know exactly. Uh, yeah, who will be that guy question. just yet? I have a question. So, what about now? Just, 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 just imagine with me for a second. And usually, you'll bring me back to reality. But 
what about the possibility of like something like um, Heaney, you know, pitching four or five innings and then Howard coming in and pitching like a three inning, like block. Like, is that something do you think they might play? Because Howard, to me, it just seems like with Howard, he's good for like three innings. And it seems like once he gets into like fourth, fifth inning, he starts to fall apart. Is it too experimental? Um, to I don't know. Maybe, you, you know, or Brock Burt, you know, of... like, can you, can you, can you pet, can you put Spencer Howard on a situation where it's like four innings, get this guy out of there. Cause it seems like every time he gets into the fifth inning, he I, just falls apart. I think I'd rather keep it at like two, you know, like, <laughs> right. <laughs> like give him an opportunity to get out. You know, I mean, because you could still throw a hundred innings in the big leagues, throwing two innings yes. a, a night. Well, look at look at Hater. Yeah, well, and I think a lesser extent of that last year for the Rangers even was was Burke and and Moore and Moore. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think that Burke and Moore were guys that last year they threw multiple innings several times, and I think uh, you know we kind of found out that uh, uh, De- Dennis Santana wasn't that kind of guy. Yeah. Well, I I think I honestly like I don't think I've uh, it just pure full transparency. Uh, you know, it's been a rough five or six days uh, in the personal side of the Fraser life, and uh, you know it's been really funny because you know these podcasts and stuff with the Rangers doing what they've been doing, and you know also my other teams have all been winning. But in in regards to this. It's just really funny because like some of the most exciting parts of my day are talking about the possibilities of what the Texas Rangers are doing because it really in, in a way feels so historic to me because I've been following the team since I was a little kid, which we're talking like early 80s, like old Ranger Stadium. It's yeah. not like I'm the, I haven't been watching them for a long time. And it's just something, there's just something kind of, it really, I felt like it turned when they signed Bochi for me. Maybe for you it was sooner. But once I saw Daniels go, once I saw Woodward go, knowing that they already had kind of a good foundation of talent, they had a good system, I'm like, who are they going to bring in? And they bring in Bochi, and I'm like, yes, this is the perfect kind of guy to bring in for, for this organization in this position. And, you know, getting through the, the going around the horn, even the weaknesses in this team right now don't feel that weak. And they're fun. Like, I feel like some of the weaknesses, like left field, there's some fun stuff out in left field to talk about, and there's some fun opportunity that might end up in left field. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, as much as maybe Bubba Thompson does it, you don't look at him and say, that guy's a Hall of Fame baseball player, like like Tony LaRusso would tell a a police officer. But... Mm -hmm. You, you look at him and you say that, you know, like, hey, he's he's a, he's got intangibles that a lot of guys and nobody like not a lot of guys in the league have. You look yeah. at center field. I mean, Tavares may be I mean, he's kind of like Kiermaier level out there when his head's right. You know, like when he's uh, I mean, he's got he plays center field at a premium. I mean, like a real yeah. premium. And I mean, and those those may be two of the weaker spots on the Rangers position hold. But, like, yeah. there's excitement to that because there are guys like Eli White that's kind of exciting. There's guys like Tavares Thompson, you know, and mm-hmm. 
And as long as we can keep Brad Miller out of that outfield. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I digress. I'm not going to take any more shots at Brad Miller. I think it's probably <laughs> not better. Today. If we just, it's enough for it's the probably show. better if we just get out of here today. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, we, I had a lot of fun today. I think, you know, I mean, it's fun kind of hearing, uh, you know, your name, your, t- your team's name get called whenever, when they're talking about, uh, free agents, you know, that, that isn't a thing that we just get too used to here in Texas because every time it feels like we're getting something going, they like pull the brakes out from underneath us and, mm-hmm. you know, or pull the carpet out from underneath us. And we don't, you know, we don't get to hear this every year, but the last two years kind of seeing how free agency has fallen for the Rangers has kind of been fun. And it, uh, it, it makes it feel exciting. Even if, you know, last year going into the season felt exciting, even if they, you know, underperformed quite a bit. It still felt exciting going in. And, and yeah. you know, the best thing about Rangers games anymore is, you know, they play them in air conditioning now. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. It's a big difference. Beautiful. That's a big, a big difference. difference. I mean, let's, let's, we all love the temple. We all love the Rangers old ballpark. It looked like a, uh, it looked like something out of like um, European church work, you know? I mean, like, we, I loved it. It was a great place to watch baseball. But I can go to, like, I mean, June 1st hits, and you don't want to go to another baseball game until October. And by then, the season's over. Yeah, you know, you miss all that <laughs> part of the season because, the you know, I mean, it's just too hot to go to the ball game. And, I mean, you can't do it on a regular basis. You just can't put yourself through it. I mean, <laughs> especially not for a bad team. It was one thing when we were doing it in 2011. Right. Well, brother, let's uh, let's wrap it up for the day. Uh, I just want to give a big shout out to everybody that listened. Uh, thanks, thank you guys for uh, joining us and being a part of uh, this this Texas Rangers with the boys podcast. Bull, what you got for the people before we roll on out of here? Well, we're gonna, as always, take Wednesday off tomorrow. I mean, unless something just major happens, but for the, there's a good chance that we'll take tomorrow off, even if something does major does happen. And then we'll be right back at it on Wednesday. We're going to – we'll probably just keep reassessing what's happened during the GM meetings and or the winter meetings and just kind of keep talking about how the Rangers uh, – you know, what, what happens and how it, uh, how it affects the Rangers. Absolutely. Well, hey, guys, thanks, everybody, for listening in. And we'll catch up with you guys on Thursday. This is Texas Rangers with the boys signing out.